This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 245th episode of Talk Direction. Um, it's been a minute since we've recorded. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> my work schedule has been really um, all over the place for the last like mm-hmm. month. Um, so I've had to reschedule, I think, a number of times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, also my exam today. schedule was, like, every two weeks instead right. of every three weeks, which means, like, yeah. the exams are coming much quicker. So, like, yeah. I don't really have a window because it's, like, I just have to start. Unless I use my one free weekend in between exams. Right. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, both of our schedules are pretty packed a lot of the time. And then also the three-hour difference. Even though three hours isn't that much, it still makes a difference because right if like we're recording in the morning for me like before work it's like the middle of the day for it will go into the middle of the day for you you know and then if Um, we need to be like oh can we push it an hour like yeah then that that makes it super (laughs) difficult because like we've picked like the one time that somewhat works yeah (laughs) then if you you start pushing it an hour or two it like gets in the middle of each of our days yeah (laughs) exactly doesn't work or if we do it in the evening for me, then it, like, goes into, like, very late night for Kayla. Yeah, and I'm, like, I, I'm such a stickler about having, like, my nighttime routine. Because, like, yeah. oh, when I don't have it, I get so grumpy. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how I did it back in England where I was recording at, like, 1 in the morning. Like, was, nowadays, yeah. I'm, like, I need to be in bed by 10 p.m. so I can have two hours yeah. to, like, do my own thing. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, when you lived in England, we our recording schedule was really interesting because I think sometimes <laughs> we would record at like 5 a.m. for me. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> That's the worst. I think so. Yeah, I think I remember that. So I would like wake up extremely early or it would be like 1 a.m. for you. <laughs> oh, we were how. dedicated. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, but... um. Anyways, we're back now recording, mm-hmm. and um, Caitlin has like, a little bit of a lighter schedule the next couple weeks, so mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be able to get back on track. Um, yes. But um, we are going to talk about Treat People with Kindness today, which I'm very excited about. We're going to do a song discussion, um, which we haven't done yet. There are so many songs on Fine Line that we haven't even done song discussions <laughs> on yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> barely touch song discussion and it's been out it's been for like, so it's long too hard. Now. right yeah. like it's been a year over a year um yep. but also i think it's just because of um we were expecting him to tour obviously and then you know he yeah. didn't um but um but yeah we're gonna talk about treat people with kindness today and um before we get into that we have a patreon you can check out at patreon.com slash talk direction 
Over on Patreon, we do TDDL, Talk Direction Down Low, um, where we um, talk about um, stuff we didn't want to talk about on the main podcast or kind of extra stuff that we have. Um, it gets a little a little wild and silly over there. Um, <laughs> the last TDDLs we posted, we talked about um, Louis's uh, demo for Walls, um, Harry's birthday. We did a... Um, Kate, questions from Caitlin segment, which are always a good time. And someone said, I don't know who it was. I forget. Someone said that was like some of their favorite segments. And I, 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 thought, I saw like, that. That was so nice because sometimes I feel like, like I'm not doing well enough with that. But that made me feel really, really happy. Yeah, I, don't I know. I saw who that said too. it because I read it like a month ago. <laughs> That's really Thank sweet. You. Um, and then this episode of TDDL, we're going to talk about um, some general news stuff, and we're going to talk about um, the Tree People with Kindness music video, which we have already discussed in a main episode, um, but we haven't, um, we haven't, we hadn't discussed the song yet. And we realized we had never done a music video discussion where we hadn't actually done a song discussion first. And then after we did the music video discussion, we like had all these extra thoughts that like we didn't say. Um, So we thought it would be really fun to like do the song discussion and then the video discussion right after because like who knows what we will like come up with in our conversation about the song and like how that will influence our feelings about the music video. Yeah, because there's always connections between the two or like you know the music video lets you see the song in a new light um but we didn't get to do that Mm -hmm. last time yeah so i think that will be a fun tddl and then um another um thing to mention before we start talking about the song is that harry is performing at the grammys which is next weekend we predicted that (laughs) i mean it wasn't that Um, big of a prediction to make to be honest (laughs) yeah (laughs) So yeah, the Grammy, um, the Grammys are happening next weekend, and um, Harry's gonna be performing along with a lot of other um, big names. But um, do you have any predictions about what song he's gonna perform or songs? Do we know if it'll be one or more? Um, I- usually it's one, but often like yeah. artists come back for like group performances too. But oh. I don't know what group performances will look like given like COVID right. restrictions. Um, right 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 but yeah often like people will come back and like sing part of a song too um but i would assume he's just gonna do one the commercial that previewed him playing at the grammys had um watermelon sugar playing all throughout right. it and like part of that music video so like that would be my best guess also i think that was probably his biggest song even though adore you was the one they put forward for nominations yeah maybe they would do adore you but i don't know what do you think yeah i think it makes sense that he would play watermelon sugar since that's been like his biggest hit of the year and that it was in the preview i would love it though if he like busted out some like random song that he like hasn't performed at all yet though (laughs) cherry yes (laughs) That would be so cool. That would be really cool. But yeah, I would suspect it's going to be Watermelon Sugar. Um, Yeah. Yeah, which would be fun to see. I've been seeing stuff that potentially, um, are they called the Nationals or the the Great National? Whoever Harry performed with for the Jingle Ball. um, The Nationals? 
Yeah, the National. They might be performing with Harry again, given that his entire team is all over the world. Um, But I don't... Like, his entire band is all over the world, so maybe they didn't fly in for this... for the Grammys. Um, But I'm not sure. Um, Yeah. And then also... Ben Winston, who's obviously worked with One Direction since pretty much the very beginning, mm-hmm. um, is sort of the one of the head people who is directing the Grammys this year. Um, and right. he was talking about the stage setup that they're going to do. And it seems like they're going to have four different stages in some building. Mm. Um, and they're going to have different, like four different artists on the stages and the artists on the stages will watch each other perform. So like, say it's like Harry, Ariana, like Taylor Swift and Beyonce being the four performers. Uh-huh. I just picked four random people. I don't think all those people are performing, <laughs> um, but like they will watch, like everyone will watch Ariana and then, you know, they'll watch Harry and then they'll watch Beyonce. Oh, and wow. then um, And then they'll switch them out for like the four next people performing. Um, so I don't know. Uh, ben Winston was saying like it's going to be a more like chill um sort of he said it reminded him of like he grew up watching Jules Holland now I'm not really familiar with that show mm-hmm. um but like just a chiller vibe where more intimate he said um and I think some of the performances will be pre-filmed but he said uh-huh. they did it in a way that it's going to be really hard for the audience to tell which ones are pre-filmed and which ones are actually live Um, So I'm curious to sort of try to figure that out if it's like seamlessly edited so you can't tell (laughs) what's actually happening. Um, But there will be no live audience. And um, I think one of the stages will be maybe there's five stages. I don't know. One of them will be for like awards and then other ones for performances. So I'm hoping it'll still be a really cool night, even if um, there's no um, what's it called? no live audience and all that it might even be better honestly (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah it sounds really interesting i love the idea of um having like the artists watch each other right like that will be really fun yeah weird (laughs) (laughs) truly weird (laughs) be like okay what's ariana thinking about watermelon sugar right now let's pan yeah Yeah. Wow. And like well, they're, they're the ones who are going to be <clears throat> clapping and stuff. So. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, um yeah, if I'm going to try to get this episode out um like today or tomorrow. Um mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this before the Grammys, um and you have predictions about it, let us know your thoughts. And then obviously next episode we're going to be talking about whatever um Harry ended up performing. So yes. you can send us your thoughts about that, too. Yeah. I hope he presents an award, too. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. You know what would yeah. be cool? If, um, since they have this space, like, they could do, they could have artists do, like, duets or, like, sing together, like, on different oh, stages. that would be really cool. That would be so <laughs> Cause cool. Because then would, they wouldn't need to be close together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they could like do yeah sing on different stages i don't know that might be really hard to coordinate but (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure they could do it ben was saying they've been planning this since last april damn so they've been planning it for almost a year 
I mean, that makes sense because it must be really tricky to figure out how to do it with the yeah. pandemic. Especially with everything changing, being like, okay, what's going to happen? Right. Like, <laughs> do we plan for live? Do we plan for like, I mean, a lot of the shows right now, they're doing everyone from home. And that's right. like, that's like also really difficult to coordinate everyone on Zoom and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, it seems like, seems like everyone will be in person there for the most part, I think. Yeah. All right, so um, we're going to get into our main discussion now, which is talking about the song Treat People with Kindness. Um, and before we talk about the song, I think we have to talk about Treat People with Kindness as a slogan, because before mm-hmm. we ever got this song, we got this um, phrase that kind of became like Harry's tagline. Um <laughs> <laughs> He started using it for merch at his first solo tour in 2017. Um, and at each show, he would have like different um, merch with that slogan on it. And the profits would go um, to like different local charities at each tour stop. I think it might have maybe started. I remember like the water bottles um, mm. with Treat People with Kindness yeah, and then like all the sweaters. Back. Yeah. Like I in my head, I'm <laughs> I thought like he had twe- he had started using like kindness and tweeting about kindness like before the merch. So then when the merch happened it made sense, but I was looking I'm back sure he- and like the first thing Oh, you the looked first back? time Harry's tweeted like <clears throat> treat people with kindness was 2018 when he said trick or treat people with kindness. So <laughs> that was oh. way after. Interesting. The first time I'm seeing fans talk about it is when Harry wore a little button that said treat people with kindness, definitely in his like merch, like font and everything. And that was April 16th, 2017. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, obviously he'd used the word kind before in tweets. Like I found that, but nothing mm-hmm. to this extent. So I was just, I was like, I really feel like he had used it or said it and maybe he did, but it isn't going to come up on Twitter. Like, I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah, it is hard to remember the trajectory of everything, um, yeah. <clears throat> especially because of, like, um, just, like, the pandemic and how time has become very confusing. <laughs> <That's great>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like I remembered it before March, too. Like, I don't remember right. seeing it on a water bottle first. Mm. Um but yeah, listeners, if you know the origin, <laughs> yeah. the I'm sure we talked about it at some point. Yeah, on the podcast. I'm sure we have. Um, and then, yeah, I know that <clears throat> before this album came out, there were like billboards, the, the like, do you know who you are? That said mm. like um, TPWK on them. And that's yeah. how we like knew it was Harry. Um, yeah. So it definitely has become like very like even just the TPWK is like uh synonymous with harry (laughs) at least in the fandom um i don't know if general public feels that way (laughs) but (laughs) um but yeah i guess we can kind of talk about the phrase first because i have like a little um paragraph thing that i included about it because um i remember when we first when he first started using it i felt very like uneasy about it because Mm -hmm. i like wasn't exactly sure like what he was trying to say with that phrase <laughs> partially right. because the song hadn't come out like there was no song behind it he didn't there, he didn't come out and like talk about it in an interview of like what it meant he kind of just like started saying it and yeah. I feel like I was just hesitant about it because I was like wondering if if it was one of those 
the meaning of kind of like um <clears throat> you should be nice to people like even if someone's being mean to you like you should still show them kindness and like be nice right. like <laughs> that kind of mentality you know or like the kind of yeah. mentality of like if you're being oppressed like you should still be nice to your oppressor like right. <laughs> because kindness and I think is the that way forward the like context too of of Trump had just come into office like a couple yeah. months before that before oh this yeah happened. that's because so true he was in inaugurated january and the first time i found mm-hmm. it was like april so right it was really close so i think that was yeah. also really in our heads at the time yeah and, and i think at the were time taking that stance of like oh let's they were yeah kindness. <laughs> you know yeah and i think at that time too like harry hadn't um he hadn't it was like right around it was like before harry had ever like talked about black lives matter and it was just kind of like, yeah, it was kind of a time where I was like, oh, like, what is he trying to say with this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but over the last several years, um, I feel like he has kind of shown that what he means by this phrase is like actual kindness and like, right. you know, um, we'll kind of get into it when we when we discuss the song. But I did find this article um, that kind of explains how I was feeling about like the the. Um, the word kindness and like the potential meaning. Um, and it's actually from a magazine <laughs> called fatherly. <laughs> and I did like, look, I did like look around the website for a little bit. Cause I was like, let me make sure I'm not like accidentally quoting some like weird, like Christian magazine. Patriarchal. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but it seems cool. They had like articles about like queerness and stuff. And okay. so, Yeah. Um, but I feel like, yeah, the, the way that they described it is just, I feel like, um, sums it up well. So it says kindness versus niceness. The way that we think about kindness is fundamentally flawed. When you walk past someone and give them a smile and a wave or open the door for them as they enter the building, you're being nice. Kindness is different and has a long and has long been confused for being nice. But the difference between being nice versus kind is massive. Kindness is complex, layered, intentional, and above all, about self-reflection, says Houston Craft, the author of Deep Kindness, a, revolution, a revolutionary guide for the way we think, talk, and act in kindness. We don't wrestle with this very often because it's not neat. Kindness relies on a lot of skills that we take for granted, said Kraft, who spent seven years speaking at more than 600 schools and talking to students about kindness, empathy, connection, and leadership. I realized that, ultimately, my ability to behave in kindness requires things like empathy and emotional regulation and perspective, vulnerability, and all these other related tools. Kraft realized that while saying, while, say, Paying it forward at Starbucks or holding the door open for someone walking behind you are wonderful acts. They are not true examples of kindness. He realized that true kindness is uncomfortable and hard, a far more nuanced behavior that demands more than the easy definition we tend to give it. Regardless, kindness, true kindness, is as important as ever and should be thought about with more depth. Wow, I love that. Right? (laughs) And I feel like it just perfectly sums up, like, like, first of all, how I was afraid that Harry was meaning (laughs) this phrase. And then second of all, how I kind of think about the phrase now kind of understanding more like how he really meant it, which I think he, he does mean it in the, in the more messy (laughs) way of like kindness. The Um, part that rang true so so much for me was saying was that like true kindness is uncomfortable and like it can be Mm -hmm. really challenging to actually be kind because a lot of times Mm -hmm. you're going against what the majority of people are doing or what's going to make you popular 
Yeah. And that's where it's difficult. And that's where it feels. Yeah. Or what that person was getting at. Yeah. And also can be uncomfortable like internally too. Like you like being kind could be could mean looking at yourself and your own behavior and how you you are maybe like participating in like, you know, negative, Mm. you know, thinking or like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And the, ho- the whole article is great. And you can, if you're um, on our Patreon, I put the link in our doc. But I'm sure if you just Google nice versus ki- niceness versus kindness, you'll find it. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I feel like Harry has kind of shown more, you know, over the last couple of years that, like, he is definitely, like, evolving um, in his politics. And he's, like, you know, listening to people and trying to, like, do better. Um, which I appreciate. Um, and I think that is like a good example of like, you know, true kindness is like not just about like (laughs) dancing around and, you know, wearing nail polish and like saying to people (laughs) with kindness, but it's also like (laughs) examining like, yeah, doing the work and, you know, Harry is a very private person, which is something we talk about all the time. So like, we don't know all of what he's doing in life, but I feel like he's definitely shown in some of his more recent like actions and um, like interviews and stuff that he is definitely um, yeah. Trying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, any more general thoughts about the slogan or should we get into the song? Let's get into it. Okay. So this song was written by Harry Jeff Basker and someone called, is it Ilse? Ilse? Do you know this person? This was listed mm. on Genius, but I couldn't really find anything about her participation I do in not the writing know. of the song. I like Is Googled it. On it. Wikipedia? Um, I think just like her name. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah. It sounds somewhat knows, familiar, but I don't know. Yeah. She's she's done a lot of like um she's written with like uh, Mark Ronson, um, like Noah Cyrus. Um, I think she's just like a big songwriter person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried to like Google her with like in relation to like Harry and I couldn't find mm-hmm. anything. Um, but she is credited as one of the writers of this song. Um, and this song was released in December 2019 with the album. Um and I think it was actually leaked. Oh, I'm just like looking right now. Apparently she also wrote Alfie's song with Jack Antonoff and oh. Harry when well, they did the, the song for Love, Simon. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So that must be, uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, cool though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think this song was leaked like a week before the album. Do you remember that? Maybe. I don't know. I like never I look like... at leaks, so I know I, I didn't either. Don't remember when well, they happen. I do sometimes, but I didn't look at these. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry said a couple things about this song um, in Rolling Stone magazine. Um, this is a quote. He said, "I told Jeff I would love to someday." Um, Jeff, meaning Jeff Basker, who he wrote the song with and who produced the song. Um, I told Jeff I would love to someday write a song called Treat People with Kindness. And he was like, why don't you just do it? It made me uncomfortable at first because I wasn't sure what it was. But then I wanted to lean into that. I feel like the song opened something that's been in my core. Ooh. I love this quote. And it also relates so much to what we were talking about with that article 
um, where he literally says, it made me uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. But he wanted to lean into it. Um, So I love that. Um, And then a couple more quotes. Um, This was from uh, when he talked to Zane Lowe. He said, um, what I hadn't really experienced before What I hadn't really experienced before during the making of this record, the times when I felt good and happy were the happiest I've ever felt in my life. And the times when I felt sad were the lowest I've ever felt in my life. Um, Which I feel like is kind of relevant to, I guess he wasn't actually talking about this song specifically. This quote is worded very weirdly, and I think I might have messed it up when I (laughs) copied and pasted it. (laughs) I actually was re-listening to the the, Zane Lowe interview recently oh. i think i only got like halfway through but we had watched it for the first time before the album yeah. had come out and i hadn't watched it since so it's interesting going back and like oh, being yeah. like okay now i know everything they're talking about and i have a much deeper understanding of the songs right so i recommend that yeah yeah i've listened to like little bits of it when we've talked about certain songs but i have not gone mm-hmm. and listened to the whole thing i feel like that would be fun yeah. Um, but yeah, I think him talking about like the times I felt good were and happy were the happiest times um, in my life, and the times I felt sad were the saddest times of my life. I feel mm-hmm. like that um, is relevant to the song. Um, and then a couple other things he said. Um, he did this song live a couple times. He did it in London, and then he did it at Fine Line at the Forum, which we're all just complete fools for not going to because. It would have been the last concert we would ever have gone to. (laughs) Why? Why didn't I just like, I just, I was like, oh, I don't want to fly out for one day and then come back. It's not worth it. Yeah. We should have done everything possible to go to that show and we're fools. But now we know for next time. (laughs) But when he performed this song at the forum, he said, um, he said, this song basically came from you meaning the audience it's the last song we wrote for the album and the fun part for me is that i don't sing on the chorus so i can just dance (laughs) (laughs) um and then lastly um this is actually a quote from rob sheffield but i just love it um he was talking about uh he went to the fine line at the forum show and he was he wrote about it and he said a surprise highlight came when he did the theatrical Pippin Smitten Treat People with Kindness, bringing out the pop duo Lucius to sing the chorus. The floor became a dance-off. In one corner, dozens of girls put all their bags and backpacks in one giant pile, so nobody had to worry where their stuff was, and then danced around the pile in a circle that was really moving to behold. An example of how a Harry Styles concert creates crucial moments of utopian unity and shared euphoria. At one point, he told the audience, there's nothing that makes me more hopeful than share than standing in front of you thank you for that you absolutely changed my life oh i love i love the image of the sort of the bags in a circle right (laughs) in the utopia like it fits the song's message a lot it really does and i feel like that's definitely the feeling at harry shows um and it's definitely that kind of crowd where you feel like you could just throw your bag into a big pile of bags and not worry that someone's going to steal it because it's just like yeah it is really unique it's a really unique audience experience to be at Harry show yes and i cannot wait to be able to hear this song live in person because it's going to be just so fun yeah um he also um 
performs this song with Lucius um, on the album and at the live shows. Um, Lucius is a four-piece indie pop band that got its start in Brooklyn, New York. The band relocated to Los Angeles in 2015. Um, the group currently consists of lead vocalists Jess Wolf and Holly Lasig, um, and then a drummer and a guitarist, but it was Jess and Holly who um, sing on Treat People With Kindness, and they actually sing the like intro and the chorus bit. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, any, like, um, thoughts about any of that stuff that I just read? <laughs> um, I wonder, I was, I was just curious about why the Jess and Holly weren't put on as a feature, like featuring so-and-so. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the decision was for that and like what, I mean, obviously it's up to the artist it's not there's not like a, right. oh if you do this you're a feature if you do this you're not um yeah but i was curious as to why they weren't a feature that's um, really interesting not not to put a negative spin on it but i've heard artists who like bb rexa talked about when she was starting off mm-hmm. and she would sing sort of like on songs with other people and they wouldn't put her as a feature and that always right. really frustrated her because she was such a big part of the making of the song and like you yeah. want credit for it um, so I'm just curious what went down. Obviously, we don't know. And maybe they, they didn't want to be put on as a feature. Um, right. They just wanted to do backup and just like say they were just doing the backup vocals. But I feel like they have a pretty prominent part in the song. They definitely it's not do. Just like, it's not just like harmonies or something where often a lot of songs have other people singing on it, but they're not featured because they're not super prominent. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it could be a situation because they sing kind of more like a choir type hmm. like they sing kind of choir type vocals um yeah and it, it could be more that it's like it's almost more like part of the instrumental as opposed yeah. to like someone singing on the song even though they're obviously singing yeah so maybe that is like the distinction <clears throat> um but i do feel like they're very um crucial to the song like yeah. they're 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 kind of the song <laughs> like like <Right. laughs> what's recognizable about this song is um is the, that intro in the chorus. It's not Harry's verses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like they are definitely uh, a feature on the song. And it's interesting mm-hmm. that they weren't credited that way. Yeah. Food for thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we know that they have like, all you know, everything's all good with them and Harry because they went and performed it yeah. with him at um, yeah, finally at the forum. Um, yeah. But interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Do you remember the first time you heard this song and like what your very first initial impression was? I think I was probably a little shook. Like, yeah. (laughs) Whoa. Oh my gosh. Like, this is weird. This is weird and fun. And I think it probably seemed a lot different than what I had heard up until that point on the album, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Does it come after Canyon Moon? Is that where it sits? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was like, oh, this is really strange. Um, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I think, I think, you know, I really, really loved it. I'm so curious what my thoughts were when we first did the album review. Um, oh, that would be interesting I to go think, back and listen. Yeah, I would love to know. Cause that'll give us a real idea of what we thought, but I think I thought mm. it was fun and it's definitely mm-hmm. a grower. Like the more and more you yes. listen to it, like the more you get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly love that it's 
that it's followed by fine line like mm-hmm. i just love the tail end of this album these two songs that come at the end i know i used to play like when i was just starting to listen to the album i'd play the last three songs on the album (laughs) together canyon moon two people with kindness fine line like i loved that trio Mm -hmm. um and i think it just works so well there yeah definitely um yeah the when the album first came out it was like split up into little sections and Treat People with Kindness is, was in, um, we called it, like, the hippie section, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is Sunflower, Volume 6, Canyon Moon, and Treat People with Kindness. Um, so I definitely feel like it fits in with those songs. Like, if you were mm-hmm. just listening to Sunflower, Canyon Moon, and Treat People with Kindness, like, they would all feel very cohesive because they're all kind of have yeah. a similar vibe. Um, but I also feel like Treat People with Kindness and Fine Line have, like, a similar vibe, not musically, but lyrically. Um, I feel like they go together well. Um, yeah. yeah and it's in, it's an interesting placement because it's the second to last song on the album. So it's Sunflower, Canyon Moon, People with Kindness, and then Fine Line as like the ending. Yeah. Um, but I it almost feel like musically, like the, this, you said like Treat People with Kindness has such a chorus feel. And I think that mm-hmm. reflects like the strings that you hear on Fine Line. Oh, like the sound point, yeah. of it for some reason sort of makes me think you're standing like in a big room right and you're hearing all these sort of echoey sounds in both of them yeah which I really love and I almost kind of think about it think of it as like treat people with kindness being the actual last song on the album and then fine line being like mm. some kind of epilogue or something because fine line is yeah, just so like that. on its own it's epic. just it's in its own world <laughs> it's so like yeah epic it's different from all the other songs on the album it's long um, yeah. And so it kind of feels like the album ends with Treat People with Kindness and then Fine Line is like some kind of, yeah, epilogue or, mm. or like over, overall, overarching thing. But yeah. yeah. Um, I remember when I first heard this song, I thought it was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I liked it, but it's so funny because now it doesn't seem weird at all. Like, it seems right. like a very normal song, but I remember right. when we heard it, if it had such a clown feeling to it. It was like, what mm. is this, like, clowny, yeah. like, wild, weird song? Yeah. And I think it's just because it was so different for Harry. Right. Um, and it's like, coming off of Treat People with Kindness. It was, like, a little corny, but... Yes, it was very turns corny. out in the best of ways, like... Yeah. The title is really, is really weird, like, Treat People with Kindness as, like, a song title. Like, I remember when we talked about... Um, our album predictions and we got to this Mm -hmm. one we were just like what on earth could this sound like (laughs) right (laughs) although i do remember i do remember that we did a prediction we did we did that prediction um episode and i sang treat people with kindness before we'd ever heard it as a joke like what could this possibly sound like and i sang it (laughs) and then it actually i was kind of right like i i almost sang the actual melody (laughs) can you put a clip in here of that because i'll try really hard and find to find it yeah let me write that down (laughs) this is editing lucia and unfortunately i could not find it so sorry to disappoint if anyone knows what episode that was in let us know but i couldn't find it Okay, back to the episode. Wait, what? That would be so cool. We're at 35 minutes. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it because it was okay. kind of eerie. Like, it wasn't exact, but it was, like, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, um, yeah, I feel like the song 
has so many pieces of it that are just very like um specific to it like obviously it's got like the choir kind of intro it's got like a ton of instruments um Mm -hmm. there's like a lot of and there's also kind of different sections of the song it's really a dynamic song because there you have like the kind of choir beginning and then you have harry's um verses where he's kind of singing over like a kind of bandy like feel Mm -hmm. and then you have like the bridge that's really unique and then the outro with like the congas like there's just so many different sections of the song yeah, um, and it's not like necessarily the pop structure because it starts no. with a chorus. It ends with like sort of a bridge feeling outro. Like, yeah, interesting. Yeah, the outro is like a totally different um, piece of the song. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not. It. It's like totally new words, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, new melody, um, and I feel like another unique thing about this song that um, Harry mentioned at a show is that he doesn't sing the chorus at all. Um, yeah which is very unusual. Uh, And I feel like he enjoys like dancing around on stage so much. And it must be Mm -hmm. so hard, like just physically to like sing and dance at the same time. And so I, I feel like times when pop artists do that, they have a sort of track, like a track recording going with them during the chorus. And like, you can a hundred percent tell when the track's happening and when the artist is actually singing, like if you watch little mix, like you can tell if you're looking for it. But mm-hmm. Harry doesn't have, like, a track going because it's completely, like, live band. Um, right. So so when he sings, he's singing. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't dance and sing in the same. It's too hard. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like this was probably, he probably did this on purpose because he was probably thinking, like, this is going to be, like, a really fun song to, like, perform and do in concert. And, like, yeah. it'll be really fun for the audience. And, like, I want to yeah. just go crazy at the chorus. So let me. Um, right not sing it <laughs> yeah i can't understand how he could do kiwi kiwi the way he did it like that's i just know the cardio like of a lifetime he's so fit that's yeah. how he's just extremely yeah. <laughs> you're <fit>. right <laughs> I, I can't even do a podcast without breathing heavy <laughs> no there's this um there is this this series of videos that tegan and sarah did like a million years ago when they were writing one of their albums and they had a couple um like episodes with Haley Williams from Paramore and there was this um like skit she did where she was talking about how she trains for like her concerts and she would do like a workout while she was singing her songs (laughs) she'd like go jogging while singing it was kind of a joke but I was like I bet Harry does that (laughs) yeah I bet you have to like how else would you practice the cardio with like what type of breathing you need to do for singing (laughs) yeah um I actually saw a TikTok the other day with a cl- okay, this is totally random, but I literally just <laughs> thought about it. I saw this TikTok the other day and it's this class where you literally do that. It's like a, a workout wow. class, but it's karaoke workout. And so oh they play like a backing track and then everyone sings the song and da- and does the workout and this she does like it exactly what I need in my life. Well, she does it online. And so we can actually go to the class. And Are do it you over serious? Zoom. Yes, that's so cool. I think it might even be on Mondays. We should do it. T- we could do it wow. tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be so fun. <laughs> I'll find that. the link after we record. Um, <laughs> okay, but yeah, I feel like that would be so fun. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be ready for Harry's concert when it happens next. Yes, we'll be practicing oh, yeah. our our singing cardio. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, do you have any other like overarching 
um, overview thoughts before we get into the lyrics? Um, I don't think so. Okay. So um, normally we start with the title, which we are obviously have already talked a lot about, but um, mm-hmm. as a title of a song, Treat People With Kindness, what are your thoughts? It is long. And I remember I saw that and I was like, wow, this is a long title. Yes. Um, <laughs> but like, obviously it had to be the title given the song. Like it would yes. be, it would be a disservice to the phrase if you, you know, picked some other lyrics or you know, did something else and wasn't like, let's just be bold and call it what it is. Like, yeah. Treat people with kindness. It fits. Like we're putting the cheese out there. <laughs> like, you know, we're not going to avoid it. Um, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a fun title and it like, it fits, it fits the song and it fits Harry's message. And I'm glad yeah. he got to use it because it feels like he was like, oh, wow. Like, I really want to make this a song because it's like kind of my catchphrase at this point. Right. And how do I make that happen? And yeah. My favorite part of it is that Harry abbreviates this song to treat people. Like, that's how he refers to <laughs> yes. it. He'll be like, yeah, well, on, on treat people. <laughs> yes. It's so funny listening to the Zane Lowe interview. He does it with all this, all yeah. the different songs, like Canyon or like yeah. Sunflower. <laughs> I feel like Sunflower makes sense, but treat people is so funny because treat people is such <laughs> yeah. a weird phrase. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Um, okay, so the song starts with, um, the, um, people, Jess Wolf and Holly Lasig from Lucius doing, um, their little choir piece. And, um, do you want to read those lyrics? Sure. Maybe we can find a place to feel good and we can treat people with kindness find a place to feel good. So, that um, seems so different reading it. Than I know. <laughs> singing it. I was like, was that right? Like, that yeah. was really weird. Yeah. So in this intro, um, it's just their voices and it's sung very much like falsetto, like a choir. Um, and it's just piano underneath, um, at this portion of the song. And then, um, when it goes into the first verse, there's like a drum fill and then it goes into like all the, you know, a bunch of more instruments come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but my first kind of thoughts hearing this, I mean, first I just thought that, like Beatles, like it sounds very much like mm, I thought reminiscent Queen. of Beatles. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, that, like Same. anthemic sort of yes. starting with that choir feel like there's yeah. parts of Bohemian Rhapsody that I hear mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. And the other thing I thought of was, um, the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want. Um, the structure of this song actually is like so similar to you can't always get what you want that I'm certain that Harry like was influenced by that song when when creating this song Um, because you can't always get what you want starts with a choir um, like a falsetto choir and then it like has piano bits and then it's got like a drum fill and then goes into like a big band feel um it's just it's very similar (laughs) like the the musical arrangements are like super similar and also kind of the lyrical sentiment too um because the rolling stone song is you can't always get what you want but if you try sometimes you'll get what you need um which i feel like is a very similar sentiment to harry treat people with kindness (laughs) treat people treat people yes (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) 
But um, what are your thoughts um, about this intro, music-wise, lyric-wise? I love that the chorus is what starts it, and it scoops you right in. It's mm. like, here we go. This is going to be an epic song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this sort of drum little transition part. Yes. Um, yeah, and I just it makes it feel like this was meant to be sung like in a concert hall yeah Um, like with a big audience and I can't wait Mm -hmm. for that feeling um I know yeah I think I mean I think this whole song is very it's like about it's it's about being I think there's many interpretations but I think right off the bat you feel like it it's aware of itself in a way like yeah singing this song is what the song is about you know like right wanting to find a place to feel good is the concert like it is that moment when this song is on that is the moment that the song is talking about um it's both talking about it and creating it um at the same time Um, and then obviously like just generally in life we want to find like a way to feel good and to like not be so boggled down by everything else going on right um yeah, and, and right away, I think, too, like, the whole, and we can treat people with kindness, it it makes it seem as though you're not just going to find a place that is, like, sort of this utopia, yeah. but you're going to create it create yourself. It. Like, you that. have to be a part of, like, we're going to treat people with kindness, and that's how we're going to find the utopia, and that's how we're going to create it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you're a part of, of that. Um, so I think we see those themes all in this intro right away. Yeah. I love that. It reminds me so much of Muna's song, I Know a Place. Um, yes. Oh, my which, God. 100%. Right. And I don't song. feel like that's a coincidence because obviously Harry chose Muna to open for him um, on mm-hmm. his last tour. And this is kind of their um, like their more, more popular song. But the, the lyrics are, I know a place we can go where everyone is going to lay down their weapon. Um, just give me tr- trust and watch what will happen. I know a place we can run. Um, don't be afraid of love and affection. Just lay down your weapon. Um, but Muna is like very much like a queer band, and this song is, I feel like, gives everyone that feeling of like, um, a place where we can all like exist, you know, yeah. um, peacefully and be happy. And it's very yeah. much like the like being at a concert, like, right? Um, like I like even if I it's know only place. for that like three and a half minutes of this yeah. exact song, right? Like, create that utopia in that that space Mm -hmm. yeah so I feel like um yeah I feel like that just reminds me a lot of of this song um Mm. and on kind of like also like the the like relation or similarities not similarities the the connections between treat people with kindness and like the other songs on the album um I feel like kind of reflects like this song too um mm, yeah because one of the um i think it's one of the um yeah they they on Muna's song they say they will try to make you unhappy don't let them they will try to tell you you're not free don't listen um mm-hmm. i know a place where you don't need protection even if it's only in my imagination wow um, oh, i need to listen to that song i and know album. Really i loved their second album i listened to it so much but i uh, didn't put as much time into their first album but I really I i'm the opposite yeah. i love the first album so much i listen to that one a lot I, more 
Yeah, I know like the hits, but yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't go into the deep dives. Yeah, um, I also like in the in this intro um, to treat people, which is I guess it's how I'm going to be referring to it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it the melody is super odd. It's really weird. Mm. Um, it's like just a it's just really weird melody and odd notes. Like maybe. Yeah. We can. It almost find sounds like a kid playing piano place. for the first time. It totally does, <laughs> but it kind of brings this like a little bit like um, like weird like kind of druggy energy <laughs> to the song. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that I feel like there is, is lots of druggy energy in this song. Yeah, well, and the album too in general, mm-hmm. but like yeah, in this song too, like um, I feel like it, that's kind of mirrored in. Um, like the bridge, there's like some weird vocal stuff happening, and like the one of the later lyrics about like if our friends all pass away, like <laughs> it's like right. I feel like it's like the song is very, on the one hand, it's like very earnest and very true mm-hmm. and very like um, wholesome, and then like on the other hand, it's also like kind of weird and psychedelic. Um, and I feel like yeah, and I feel like that was kind of on purpose because it's supposed yeah. to be like. Like, I think Harry wants the message to, like, be clear, and he, like, really believes in it, but he also just wanted to to be fun and silly and, like, not taken too seriously. So I feel Mm. like, I feel like all of it, it's, it's almost like the feel of this song, and I feel like kind of the feel of this album, it's almost like Harry, like, being very purposeful and specific, but at the same time, like, not being purposeful or specific at all. Like, he's just kind of doing like what he wants to do you know yeah yeah and it like feels purpose on purpose but I think it's just that he was just like very like honest on this album and like wasn't Mm -hmm. holding back and so right yeah I, I don't know what triggered me to think this but kind of what you were saying um this song also in the context of the album like it itself is a break from the heavy emotions that we've mm. heard throughout the album yeah so it's it's like also this is a song just to feel good when if yeah. you're listening to the album in, in order like you get the feel good songs at the beginning but then you right. go through this like falling and cherry and yeah. you know some she like so, to be so lonely like there's some pretty heavy stuff going on mm-hmm. and like then you get to this song it's like okay we're gonna pause that and just like pretend it doesn't doesn't exist for this like three and a yes. half minutes and we just get to have fun <laughs> while we're listening to the album and then like and then we go back to fine line and we can feel those yeah. feelings again yeah um, I love so that. yeah I like that too and that'll probably be the case like in a concert too like we're gonna yeah. have some sad songs <laughs> and then like okay let's take a break let's like treat people with yes. kindness for a second you know yeah I love that um, even in yeah, the context I... of kind of knowing that it is sort of a fake utopia in a way like you're putting pause on all the deep stuff and that's not going to last forever and it's self-aware of that you know especially Mm -hmm. with the line you said like if our friends all pass Mm -hmm. away like there's a self-awareness that it's not really a utopia that's perfect because there is this other stuff going on but Mm -hmm. like we're just going to pretend it's okay because we need this like you just need to be able to pretend it's okay for like a short period of time so that you can survive yeah yeah, I really love your um, what you said about creating a place to feel good um, and like mm. creating kindness as opposed to like just stumbling upon it. Um, yeah, and I also love that the the lyric is maybe 
like maybe we can find yes. a place to feel good like maybe we could try right. to look kindness because it like brings like a sadness but also like a hopefulness to the song mm. because it's not like yeah. we need to find kindness like we need to find a place to feel good which i feel like would feel maybe more too like serious um, yeah it's like the maybe it's like the potential yeah it's that hopelessness and hopelessness and hopefulness at the same time yeah you're so <laughs> maybe right. we can find you're a place so to right. feel good could feel very <laughs> hopeful like wow like maybe we yeah. can really do it but it also could feel so hopeless like maybe like maybe we could feel good yeah like, maybe one day <laughs> if we get our act together yeah like, like one yeah it's that juxtaposition I love it's making it. me think of the the rob sheffield thing about the backpacks and the people dancing around the backpacks yeah like how they had to create that kindness where if one person breaks it and goes to try to steal something like that's broken and like every single person has to be treating people with kindness for that to work or it doesn't work and it falls apart that's so true yeah i love that it also like it also makes me think about how like like so like I just feel like you know if you're if you're someone like going to a Harry show like that moment where you're there like you can like feel good and dance and like I feel like so Mm -hmm. many people talk about Harry shows being places where they can like be themselves and feel comfortable like in their own skin and comfortable like with you know feel like they're with their people and then I bet like so many of those people like leave the concert and like go home and like go back to like not feeling that way yeah which is like that like that's like the kind of sad like element of the song and like mm. the sentiment it's yes like, this yes. place exists it's, but it's kind it ha- of self-aware it, that it's momentary yeah. and it's like it it exists but it like exists as a response to the fact that like maybe our normal lives don't allow us to feel good oh you're so right how are we only in the intro <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But the, the intro I didn't know repeats. I had this many feelings. I didn't either. I feel like the intro repeats so many times, though, so it's not like yeah. we won't have that much other. <laughs> no. I'm obsessed, though, that just, like, these four lines inspired so much conversation. Yeah. I feel like I could continue, literally just continue talking about this Me intro too. for a whole episode. <laughs> Me too. This is going to be a long one. Let's move on because we have the same lyrics will reappear again and again. So we can revisit them if we feel like we need to. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the intro happens. It's the choir singing. And then um, after the intro, there's like a little drum fill. And then you go into this kind of band feeling under Harry's verse. And you've got like... um, And I say band feeling because it kind of sounds like a traditional band in the sense that you've got um, electric guitar, a bass, and drums. That's like the sound you kind of hear. And it kind of has that Mm -hmm. live band sound. Like it doesn't sound like um, produced or like a drum machine. It sounds like actual live drums. Yeah. Um, And the bass is really loud. It's really prominent, I should say. Um, Like you can really hear the bass in the verses, um, which I always love. Um, and then mm-hmm. Harry is singing the verse. And one of the things I like is that um, he, um, well, I guess we'll get into this when we talk about the the actual lyrics, but there's a little bit of like um, kind of text painting, as Swishoff mm. would say. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, do you want to read the first verse? Sure. I've got a good feeling. I'm just taking it all in, floating up and dreaming dropping into the deep end 
Um, it's so short. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but the, um, yeah, I guess the text painting I was talking about is that um, it's not specifically text painting in the sense that the the musical stuff isn't happening directly under these specific lyrics, but it happens over the course of the whole song, which is floating up and dreaming, dropping into the deep end. I feel like mirrors the structure of the song because Mm -hmm. it starts with these like super high falsetto voices in the choir. And then when Harry comes in, he's actually singing very low. Um, Mm. Like he's singing in quite a low voice and there's like the bass that's really prominent, which is also like very low. And that's like one of the things that brings like makes the song really dynamic is it kind of goes like up and down and up and down in terms of like, yeah, yeah, just like what, what keys they're singing in. And I feel like the floating up and dreaming, dropping into the deep end kind of mirrors that. Um, And and then also does the, do the notes go like floating up and dreaming, like go higher and higher and then sort of dropping into the deep end. It does kind of, yeah, it definitely does kind of, it goes like um, floating up and dreaming dropping into the deep end so kind of <laughs> kind of the, the floating up and dreaming definitely reflects it. Yes. <laughs> yeah yeah i like that yeah that sounded really pretty by the way oh thanks i'm I... glad i'm glad you did it and not me <laughs> <laughs> i might have sung it in a different key than it's actually sung in the song but hopefully oh. it was it was accurate <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so what are your um, some of your thoughts on this verse? Yeah, so I think, first of all, I like, it's like dreaming, dropping, like it feels very like loose and free, like he's not like dreaming, mm. dropping, yes. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. sort of like loose and free and it feels like it reflects that sort of freedom that the song is singing about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And again, I think it's like very much painting the picture of being at a concert, like both Mm. as a performer and as a concert goer, like you've got a good feeling. You're just trying to take in this sort of odd experience that, you know, you don't really in life, you don't experience this sort of feeling that you get at a concert where everyone's singing and letting loose and like you're among, you know, like thousands of people and you're just, it's kind of a weird experience to take in it's not an everyday thing um and like you're just trying to like be like okay what is going on like let me absorb this Mm -hmm. um and like taking it all in makes me think like you're really living in the moment and kind of shutting out the rest of all the other crap that's going on in your life and you're just like I just want to take in every single second of what's happening and be in this moment because it's so good and it's not gonna Mm -hmm. last and I want to you know get the most benefit of it um Mm -hmm. and then yeah the floating up and dreaming feels like happiness dreams coming true excitement you're just on a high whether that's like drug induced or concert induced or whatever it is um and then dropping into the deep end really makes me think of sort of childhood where you're like jumping into the deep end of a pool and it's this Mm. sort of rush that's a bit scary and thrilling but exciting and it's like a new yeah unknown exactly um and it's like a good feeling um and i get all that from this verse okay i love that interpretation for dropping into the deep end because i've so much been thinking about it as like dropping into like sadness or like depression Mm. or like dark feelings like floating up and dreaming and like happiness and then dropping down into sadness 
kind of like yeah. how Harry talked about with Zane Lowe of like the ha- the times I felt happy were the happiest I've ever felt and the times I felt sad were like the saddest I've ever felt. Right. But I yeah. love the interpretation too of it could be like going into the unknown. Yeah. Like dropping into the deep end, like going into like this new unknown world, which I feel like very much mirrors the like this album too because he was like mm. very much like being himself and like not holding back. And, like, he, yeah. I feel like he's taken a lot of, like, risks. Um, right. And it also kind of, like, relates to a lot of the other songs in the album. Especially I'm thinking of, like, Lights Up. Um, mm. Where, like, Lights mm-hmm. Up kind of feels like he's, like, it, there's, there's a lot of questioning in the song. You know, where he's talking yeah. about, like, um, all the lights couldn't put out the dark running through my heart. Um, lights up and they know who you are. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Um, which makes you think of, I feel like when we talked about this song, we talked about how it, it made us think of like Harry, like actually at a concert and the lights come up on him and like people seeing him for, (laughs) you know, for who he is. But the chorus is, the chorus of the song is shine, step into the light. So bright sometimes I'm not ever going back. And so it does, Mm -hmm. even though there's a lot of questioning, there's also a lot of like resolution, like he's decided what he's going to do. And I feel like. If it feels like, yeah, like, like jumping in this lights up kind of feels like jumping into the deep end of like, mm-hmm. it's time for me to like step into the light and yeah, I'm not ever it going does. back to like the safe side of feeling. the pool or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. No more shallow end for me. Yeah. Um, Again, with the water imagery on the mm-hmm. album, like we see it all over the place, the falling music yeah. video especially. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I also feel like that is that kind of feels similar to like what we were talking about earlier with like kindness and like true kindness being like mm. uncomfortable and like not shallow. <laughs> yeah. Could also yeah, relate so to that. Um But yeah, I also relate um like the floating up and dreaming, dropping into the deep end to um she and mm. I guess we might talk about this more on TDDL when we go into the music video, but I'm going to bring it up here too. Um, but in She, and we haven't done a song. I cannot wait to do the song discussion on She because I, I feel like I have so, so many good. thoughts about this song. But in She, it's kind of like the verses are kind of painting the picture of like this this man who's like going through the motions of his day to day and then like having daydreams about this woman. Um and the lyrics are like in, you know, one of the chorus, he says, he just takes a boat out, imagines just sailing away and not telling his mates. He wouldn't know what to say. And then the chorus is, she lives in daydreams with me. Um, and it kind of reminds me of treat people with kindness. Like earlier, what we were talking about of like finding a place to feel good. Um, yes. Like him talking about like, I'm just imagining like taking a boat and sailing away, like either talking mm-hmm. about his life being so like monotone or like he's just like his his real life he's trying to escape um and he doesn't yeah. he wouldn't even know what to t- what to tell people he's just like not he's trying to find a new place um yeah so that kind of makes me think of like finding a place to feel good or like maybe he's taking the boat to this place <laughs> mm, and then like like a, the adore you music video oh my god yes there's so many connections <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. like uh, she and then the chorus being like she lives in daydreams with me she's the only or she's the first one that I see is like you know what he wants and I feel like mm-hmm. um, 
it very much reminds me or makes me think of this verse where he talks about um, floating up and, dr- and dreaming, you know, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. like um, she lives in daydreams with me. I feel like it's that juxtaposition of like floating up and dreaming into like happiness and like yeah imagination and then like dropping down into the deep end like maybe of your your like normal life or like who you're supposed yeah, to be reality yeah yeah um yeah i love that it's making me think of all the other moments of small utopia created on the album like in mm. sunflower the image Ooh, of yeah. like, the two kids dancing in the kitchen like that is that utopia oh my gosh you're so um, right yeah yeah i'm sure there's other ones that we just like can't pull out but yeah 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 i also like even the... though like the songs might be like after a breakup but like, right you're reflecting back <laughs> on these like you know moments and it makes it seem like it was perfect yeah I yeah i also like the relaxed feeling of this verse and you kind of talked about that in the beginning but just the like I've got a good feeling I'm just taking it all in kind of makes me think of someone just like chilling on the sidelines just like watching like taking it all in and like floating up and dreaming um it's it's got like kind of like a relaxed vibe to it yeah Um, definitely which I feel like matches some of the like the second verse um too which we'll get into when we get to it um Mm -hmm. But yeah, any uh, any other thoughts on this verse? No, I think that's everything. Okay. So then we get to um, the pre-chorus and then the chorus. And the chorus itself is the intro. Um, so, or the intro mm-hmm. is the chorus. <laughs> it's the same. Um, <laughs> but the pre-chorus we didn't hear in the intro. And that is, um, and if we're here long enough, they'll sing a song for us and we'll belong. And then it goes into the chorus, which again is maybe we can find a place to feel good and we can treat people with kindness. Find a place to feel good. Um, But yeah, when the pre-chorus happens, um, the the choir vocals kind of come back in. Um, And then when the chorus happens, it's just the choir vocals and Harry's not singing that part. but what are your thoughts on the pre-chorus? Um, I think, again, it goes to the picture of the, the song is about being at a concert. Um, like, if we're here mm. long enough, like, at the concert or in mm. this space, like, the artist on the stage will sing a song for us. And it, and it makes mm. me feel like Harry's not just talking about when he's on stage, but also when he's at a concert and experiencing it and, like, maybe the artist like sings a song that really resonates that that is it feels like it's like directly for you like for you it might be your favorite song or one that makes you feel a type of way right um and like and will belong what a what a powerful (laughs) image of belonging like belonging is such an important like if you get into psychology at all belonging is sort of one of those needs that you see across like all types of human culture Mm -hmm. um of wanting to belong and feeling like you've got a space um and it's it's this sort of like in this song it's almost like a temporary belonging but that's so real Mm -hmm. because you're among Mm -hmm. people where you can be yourself and there's like almost this anonymousness of concerts that you can just be free and like it's wonderful um 
and yeah I just see all that and I love like the ahs in the background they're mm-hmm. so pretty on the pre-chorus me um, too it just really yeah yeah and I think and I think too if you're looking at it not from the concert perspective Mm-hmm. but just in general like if you're on this planet long enough you're gonna find your space and you're gonna find belonging even if right now wherever you are in your life it feels like you don't belong or you right. haven't found your people or your space or you're going through something difficult yeah like eventually you know the song will come you know the mm-hmm. the you'll find that belonging at some point yeah um, you just have to sort of wait it out and, and keep being present on the planet mm-hmm yeah, I feel like this is such like a queer song, um, mm-hmm. which we haven't directly mentioned yet in this episode. But I think it's because no. we're all just how assume- did we not yet? <laughs> I think it's because we're all just assuming that it is. It's like that. It's <laughs> yeah. like queer is the default for our discussions. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> we don't need to mention it. Um, but yeah, this is obviously if if it wasn't written directly with the intention for like queer audiences, it definitely mm-hmm. like has. Um, it feels that way to uh, us I feel like um and this pre-chorus specifically um relates to that and just like I think in you know will belong um and like again it's that kind of juxtaposition of like of like being really sweet and hopeful but also like being really sad and like Mm -hmm. like bittersweet and like because it's like it, and if we're here long enough, we'll belong almost brings to mind, like, what if we aren't here long enough and we never belong, you know? Oh, my God. That just gave me shivers <laughs> when you said that. Yeah, yeah. but it's and it, and I think that's true in like multiple senses. Like, I think if you're talking about like, um, like, you know, in the individual sense of like maybe talking about like suicide or something like being mm-hmm. here long enough because, you know, or, or even, like, you know, like, hate crimes. We know that, like, I mean, now we're getting into a really dark <laughs> portion of the episode. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I have to mention it because it just, it really feels like, it, fe- it feels like that's what these lyrics are saying. Like, I just think of. Right. It's like, a loaded line. For it sure. really is. And, like, you know, we know that, like, um, trans women, especially, like, trans women of color are, like, m- murdered at, like, a horrifyingly, like, high rate. Um, Mm -hmm. and because people like, you know, are just extremely like, um, transphobic and like, I don't know, it just, this, this line definitely like brings that to mind. Um, you know, and like police brutality in general too. Yes. Like I'm just thinking, you know, it's hard to reach, you know, justice and equity Mm -hmm. and yeah, all that stuff. And you could even take it, like, globally, like, um, like if we're here on this planet as a species long enough, mm. like, maybe we'll find right. a way to, like, just, you know, Not just stop hating planet. each other and killing each other. Like, you know, yeah. if we're here long enough as a species, like, maybe we'll find mm. a, a way to, like, belong. <laughs> it's really Do you think this is what Harry and his, his song group were thinking of? Or did we take it so far? I think they probably were. <laughs> I feel like they yeah. probably were thinking I feel like they probably were thinking globally and like more like individually like because mm-hmm. how could they not it fits on so many levels it really yeah, does that's true. Yeah. yeah and it yeah it's just it's so sad because it makes you think about like people who like weren't here long enough to find belonging right. which is like really awful and dark and sad to think about yeah. 
and then also makes you feel hopeful about like you know people who are like maybe like maybe and again that maybe word right but like maybe like maybe if we're here long enough like maybe we'll belong like maybe we'll find right and like the sing a song for us is also just there's something so sweet and and earnest about that too like um Mm -hmm. like singing a song for someone is like i don't know brings to mind like like celebrating someone um yeah which is like feels a bit like um childhood what are those mm. nursery rhyme-esque and i think the yeah. song like the musically it fits a nursery rhyme sort of feeling as well totally yeah and i feel like this the celebratory like feeling too like um relates to like the queer aspects of the song um mm-hmm. of like yeah like singing a song for someone being like yeah i feel like um this pre-chorus gave us a lot to think about <laughs> it really did i'm like in a very <laughs> contemplative space right now me too <laughs> i didn't actually like write those things down as notes um <laughs> me either and then i just kind of thought about them as we were talking and i was like oh i gotta say this but i wasn't prepared to say it and now i'm like oh there's a lot going on in my head no i think you said it really really well no i'm glad i mean it does it is a loaded and if we're here long enough it's not saying we are going to be here long enough yes it is a very loaded phrase it is and it very much lines up with the maybe you know like maybe we can find a place if we're here long enough yeah but also like if everyone's if everyone if we all do it like if we do it if we contribute like it's not going to work if we don't put the effort in yeah yeah but there's also like the more um like resolution of like it's like if we're here long enough they'll sing a song for us and we'll belong it's not like if if we're here long enough like maybe it'll happen it's like he's saying like if we can get through this like if we can like we can like this is a possibility you know it's not just a fantasy it's just a matter of like will will we be able to get there (laughs) which is really sad (laughs) stressful It is. It really is. And I feel like the global aspect, too, is, like, obviously, like, you know, brings to mind, like, climate change and stuff because it's, like, Mm -hmm. wow, we're trying to, like, battle all of these political issues and, like, you know, human rights stuff. It's, like, you know, well, if we're actually destroying our planet, then nothing else really matters. (laughs) Like, if we're all going to not be able to live anymore. I mean, obviously, it's all very tied in climate justice is very much tied into human rights issues but it's like definitely it's like yeah that that was what I kind of thought about this pre-chorus before like when I would just hear it listening to it if we're here long enough I definitely thought of like you know the planet like Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah yeah there's so many layers I think we just uncovered yes (laughs) (laughs) um and then yeah going into the chorus again um the only the difference for this chorus is that um you actually have like um horns come in and like claps Mm -hmm. in this chorus um so the intro is just the vocals with piano underneath but the chorus it's the same vocals but also like a bunch more instrumentation underneath and like clapping it goes it makes you want to like clapping and dancing and (laughs) twirling like at yeah. the concert i can't imagine what this song's gonna make everyone do i know it's gonna be so fun yeah yeah <laughs> it's so funny like talking about this pre-chorus 
having like so being so loaded and having like so many like dark <laughs> elements and then like going to this chorus like yeah <laughs> yeah and that's part of it it's like this kind of that's what that that's what goes into like that sort of cultish utopia like yes the cold like feeling. a little creepy vibe because mm-hmm. it's like it does lean that way a bit like yes. there's definitely that feeling of yeah ha 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 we're just gonna ignore all the stuff right now and like it's all good it's all peaceful yeah. like everything's perfect everything's this fine moment. we're all just dancing <laughs> yeah he literally <laughs> says at the end i'll just keep on dancing yeah yes right doesn't he yeah i think so yeah he does like it's an escapism this song yeah wow <sighs> Um, anything else for this pre-chorus and chorus? No. Okay. So then we get to verse two and, um, you want to read the lyrics for that? Sure. Giving second chances. I don't need all the answers. Feeling good in my skin. I just keep on dancing. Oh, there it is. The keep on dancing. Yeah. Um, I love this verse. I feel like there's so Me many, too. there's so many little pieces to it. Um, what are your first thoughts about it? Um, now I'm like reeling from the last verse. I know. That we talked about. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I have all these layers. Um, but like, sort of, sort of my first take on it um, was like, now giving second chances has so much more behind it. I think, but oh wow, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think, like, just initially, I kind of saw, like, oh, people are allowed to make mistakes and, like, come back from it. And you're just, Mm -hmm. like, letting people grow and, like, have second chances. Um, And I don't know how that fits in the context of everything we just said. Um, It's almost a little bit, like, (laughs) like, I don't know. <laughs> but skipping over that part, um, uh-huh. I, I don't need all the answers. Um, sort of makes me feel like it's again in the context of the larger album, where so yeah. much of the themes on this album is sort of figuring yourself up out and like and trying questioning. to see who you are and how you identify and what you want in life. Yeah. And there's just a lot of questioning and just themes of questioning whether that's about like your sexuality or mm-hmm. you know what you want to do with your life or how the world is going to look um and all that and like in falling we 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 hear him questioning like what am i now what am i now what if i'm someone i don't want around mm-hmm. and lights up we have like what do you mean i'm sorry by the way can't you see like do you know who you are yeah um cherry one of the questions he asks is does he take you walking around his parents gallery Mm. and that's a more like straightforward less like big picture question but Mm -hmm. again it's a question that needs to be answered um or to be so lonely do you think it's easy being of the jealous kind Mm -hmm. like so there's all these questions leading up to this song Mm -hmm. and he's kind of saying like i don't need the answers right now whether he he'll want them like after the song's over is another question but like right now you can just sort of shut out all that feeling of needing answers and needing to figure yourself out and needing to answer yeah. to people and just like live in the moment and feel good in your skin and I think that goes to queerness totally. like feeling good in your queer self and not mm-hmm. necessarily needing to label yourself or understand why you're the way you are you yeah. can just kind of dance and feel okay and not feel right. the pressures of everything else that's 
you know, putting pressure on you just for this, for this moment. Yeah, I totally agree. I love all of that. And it also makes me think of like when you were, when you were referencing all of the songs with questioning, it makes me think of, of she, the first verse of she, um, it says nine in the morning, the man drops his kids off at school. Um, he's thinking of you like all of us do, sends his assistant for coffee in the afternoon around one thirty-two, like he knows what to do. Which I feel like is like this this character yes. like is acting like he knows what to do when actually he doesn't like you he know yeah. it's like a role he's playing, which I feel yes. like um, goes into all of those other lyrics you referenced too of like definitely needing to know who you are and like needing to know what your role is, um, mm-hmm. and then in Treat People with Kindness he's like I don't need all the answers, um, right? Yeah, and again you have the juxtaposition here of like. Um, I don't need all the answers. I'm feeling good in my skin. I just keep on dancing, which like at first glance, it feels like happy, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm just feeling good and dancing. But then yeah. in like contrast, to everything we just talked about, that I just keep it's on dancing. On such a dark space. Yeah. is like, is almost like, yeah, I'm just shutting it all out. Like I just keep on mm-hmm. dancing. Like I'm not going to like think about these things or like, I don't know what's right. going to happen, but I'm just going to keep on dancing, like pretending everything's fine. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the meaning, I feel like while there's like multiple interpretations, I feel like the intention of, I just keep on dancing, especially in like after these last two lyrics is more about like, um, like I'm just going to keep doing me. Like I'm not going to worry about other people. I think it's supposed to have a positive vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm not going to worry about other people judging me. Like I don't need to know all the answers. Like, I don't need to explain myself. Like, I'm just going to keep on dancing right. and having fun and, like, enjoying yeah. my life and feeling, yeah. you know, feeling good in my skin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the um, the part, the, like, there's two lyrics in this song that I feel like I don't have, like, a good idea about. And in the second verse, it's the giving second chances. Mm-hmm. Which I guess it does. I guess it's referring like we can like, like treating people with kindness, like giving people second chances if like they mess up or something. But I don't know. It doesn't yeah. totally fit in with the rest of the lyrics for me. Right. Yeah. I feel that way, too. Like unless you look at it from the dark <sighs> perspective and it's like saying like, oh, you're going to give sort of these oppressive figures second chances and it'll all be okay when right. like in reality that is kind of not what you should be doing you know you what don't really deserve second chances no. but like you're just like la 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 okay like <laughs> right. sure I'll, I'll yeah like, giving give you a second chance yeah that la 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 of like oh yeah like just keep yeah try again like give you, you know let all these people off oh, the hook I, I know you hurt you hurt me and you you know did some microaggressions and blah 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 but yeah. it's okay let me help you become a better person like, right <laughs> Okay, but another interpretation I just thought of that I like a lot better is what if he means giving yourself second chances? (gasps) Oh, my God. I love that. (laughs) Okay, that's it. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Because it's so much, like, questioning and, like, like, what if I'm someone you don't want around? Like, what if I'm a bad person? Like, you know, what if I'm a piece of shit? Oh, my God, yes. But it's, like, giving yourself second chances. Yeah, because in falling, he really is, like, what if I'm a horrible person? (laughs) Like, what if I want to suck? <laughs> right. uh, okay, I so love And he ca- he calls also, himself like, an arrogant a- son of a bitch. <laughs> right. Yes. It also feels like 
if someone was in a really bad space, like you're giving yourself a second chance to be happy and you're yeah. gonna find you're gonna find belonging oh, and you're not that. gonna put so much pressure on yourself and you're gonna yes. say like I don't really care I'm gonna feel good in my skin like I know that I don't fit what I'm supposed to be but I'm gonna give myself the opportunity to find yeah. who I am oh my gosh that's so perfect wow. <laughs> that literally you just that is yeah that answered all the questions yeah it makes so much sense and it lines up with everything else too like literally in all the other songs where he's like what if I'm a terrible person like what I don't have the answers like who am I and then he's literally like I'm giving myself like giving second chances like give myself time to like figure out who I am and like give myself a chance to feel good I don't need all the answers like I'm feeling good with who I am and I'm just gonna like keep on dancing okay I don't need to figure it out I think this is gotta be one of the best song discoveries (laughs) like i swear to god we're coming at this from all angles we really are it's been a while since we've done a harry song discussion so i feel like we're we have a lot of like inspiring it is gosh i mean i already like this song has become so much more like complex and vast than i ever thought that it was gonna be yeah (laughs) truly truly yeah it's also like, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like this song is kind of just such a perfect example of the relationship that Harry has with his fans, because mm. it's obviously, it it's a song that has a very introspective feeling to it. And he's like saying I and like talking about himself and his own like journey. But it's mm-hmm. so much too like what so many of his fans like go through and deal with. And it's, like, so cathartic when an artist does a song like this and then you can, like, sing it along in concert. And it's almost like they're giving you permission to, like, have these feelings. And, like, this verse in in particular feels like that. Like, he's giving you permission. He's, like, give yourself a second chance. Like, you don't need all the answers. Like, I'm feeling good in my skin. You should feel good on your skin. Like, you know, I'm just dancing. And I feel like, yeah, yeah, it's just, like, giving, giving the audience, like, permission to, like be kinder to themselves and not be so hard on themselves and like not feel like we need to figure everything out right now right um yeah yeah. I love that yeah me too wow (laughs) um (laughs) any other thoughts on that verse for now no okay so then we do another pre-chorus and chorus um lyrically it's the same um Musically, there's, um, I think we get the strings come in on the second chorus. It just gets like the pre chorus, though. It goes from they'll sing a song. Oh my gosh, you're right. We'll see it's it's all all for us. us. It is different. You're right. Okay, so yeah, the pre chorus is the second pre chorus is, and if we're here long enough, we'll see it's all for us and we'll belong. Okay, I can't believe I almost skipped over that because it's actually very important. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, this just goes so much into everything we talked about for the first pre-chorus of, like, mm. you know, we'll see it's all for us. Like, like the – it kind of makes me think of, like, just how, how like, currently we as a species, like, treat the planet as, like, just, mm. like – and specifically, like, um, like white people and, like, colonizers. Yeah. But just, like, plundering the land, like, for what you can get out of it. Um, 
and how like we're kind of destroying the planet and it like might not be here for us to live on in the future and then like we'll see it's all for us kind of makes me think of like wow like if we actually like took care of the land and like respected it like we would discover that it's like made for us like it's all for us Mm. like you know like all the way that the planet is designed is like you know it's there's so much like the the like just everything about it like we have you know yeah. food growing on like trees and <laughs> yeah. the ground and like you know it's just it makes it, I don't know it makes me feel like I feel like I'm I've lost my ability to be articulate because we've been talking about so many <laughs> intense things but <laughs> I know but you know what I so mean like to, yeah I totally like do. if we actually like took care of our planet we we would see that like there's like so much abundance and we like and it's like the concept of like the fact that like there's people starving on our planet Mm -hmm. we have enough food right there's not it's not that there's a shortage of food like there's not there's no shortage of abundance in on earth like on the planet it's just that Mm -hmm. we like are keeping things from each other and like making it harder for certain people to like have access to it but it's like Mm -hmm. if if we're here long enough maybe we'll discover that like everything on our planet is actually you know for us to live happy lives yeah I also see it as like um especially from a queer perspective or feeling or you know whatever it is sort of type of oppression someone might be dealing with mm-hmm. where they feel like they've been sort of shut out from a lot of spaces yeah and eventually you see that you should be in those spaces and like mm-hmm. you do belong there and mm-hmm. it is for you and it's you know um, I like that I agree like, with that yeah I'm just feeling like also um like with medical school there's a lot of feeling of imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like is this for me am I good enough um but then eventually being like yeah you deserve a space here like you bring something unique to the table yeah like you know it is for you um as long as you kind of stick out St- and that and that's the sort of the negative side of like you kind of have to stick out the horrible stuff right you know as long as we're here long enough yeah like eventually you'll see that you know it's for you but you might have to go through some shit before you reach that right um yeah. yeah well and I very much feel like that at Harry shows that it's like a queer space mm-hmm. like when I yeah. go to Harry shows with my queer friends I'm like yes this is for us <laughs> this is right. our yeah. concert <laughs> right and like, like it is totally about the concert yeah as well yeah um but yeah so many people talk about Harry shows feeling like mini like um gay pride events <laughs> yes and like yeah I feel like that the the we'll see it's all for us and like we'll belong like it's very much a place of belonging and feeling like yes this is our space like we belong here and not our space in the sense of like no one else is allowed but like our space in that it's like it's like meant for us and like we belong here yeah which like isn't and we created it creating it which isn't the case in like most spaces if you're a queer person um and like yeah i think that creation aspect is so important especially because like the the like I want to say symbiotic but I don't actually know what that word means (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's like 
I think it's accurate. The symbiotic relationship of Harry and his fans. It's like mm-hmm. this loop where like he yes. gets so much from us and we get stuff from him. And it's like this kind of cycle of like inspiration and influence, I feel like. Like right. Harry, like who Harry is like as a person and musically is so much built by and created by his fans. Um, and then obviously like we hear his music and are, are influenced and like inspired by that. And it's just like this kind of like back and forth relationship. And I feel like a lot of artists have similar relationships with their fans, but there's something about the Harry and his fans relationship that honestly is really actually unique and special. And like, I think a big part of it is because of his, him coming from one direction and like that kind of built in fan base of like young like women and queer people um but also mm-hmm. like he is like it, he does have a really unique kind of fan situation because he's someone who like is um he's someone who's like conventionally very like attractive you know as like a man right. and he can like go into like straight spaces and like portray like straight characters and very much like appeal to that world um mm-hmm. and yet when you look at like his fan base it's like you know I don't know. I don't know if I want to say primarily because who knows like what his fan base is now that he's like getting more popular. But at least if you go to shows, it's primarily women and queer people. Yeah. Um, Especially like people who are the the biggest fans. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 Then like you know really the people on Twitter. You know the like who knows who shows up and gets a concert ticket. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, I don't know if this is totally non sequitur, but I just <laughs> I just thought of another TikTok. You guys, I'm on TikTok like hours every day. It's it's uh, a problem. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I saw this TikTok where this person was talking about this this weird like um, thing we have where when que- when queer women like male artists, it's like questioned like well if you're a lesbian why do you love harry Styles so much or like you know if you're like a queer woman like why are you like so obsessed with Mm -hmm. this like male star but when gay men love like female pop stars it's seen as like normal like if you're a man and you love so right well i'm not right this tiktoker was right i should find their name so i can credit them but (laughs) but like (laughs) if you're a man and you love lady gaga it's like you know, people are going to assume like that you might be gay, but if you're a woman yeah. and you love, you know, a male pop star, then it's like yeah. weird if you're queer. It's like, well, why do you love, bo- right. why do you love this boy band if you're a lesbian <laughs> like, or a queer woman? Right. Like, but it's like, it's just about sexism and patriarchy and like, I yeah. don't know. I just thought of that TikTok because I was like, so m- my mind was blown because I was like, wait. That's true. Like, yeah. why isn't loving One Direction a signifier of being a lesbian? Because, like, right. the opposite yeah, let's turn is the tables on that one. I think it is, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I just, I feel like that. I feel like we're going to have to talk yeah. about that more in some later episode. I'll actually find yeah. the TikTok because the person went into more detail about it. Um, and there's also so much relation to, like, fan fiction and a lot of, like, mm. recent kind of discussion about fan fiction, particularly, like, yeah. women, like, reading, like, gay male fan fiction and, like, you know. Mm. Anyways, that's a, a, to- a, a topic for another day, but <laughs> it does definitely relate to this song and all yeah. of the topics we've been discussing. Yeah. Um, okay, anything else about 
this pre-chorus or chorus? No. Okay. So then we get to the bridge. And the bridge, we have some very different sounding music. The bass actually takes the lead in the bridge. Um, so our, before the bass has been kind of prominent, but um, <clears throat> the electric guitar was kind of taking the lead. And then the bridge, the bass is very much like the lead instrument, which I kind of like. Um, and do you want to read the lyrics? Sure. And it's just another day. And if our friends all pass away, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, here we go now. And there's like a whole bunch of like Harry shouting. And we get a lot of sort of ad lib going on throughout all this. And for the mm-hmm. rest of the song actually as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where the like um, creepy lyric comes in. If our friends mm-hmm. all pass away, it's okay. <laughs> what is your interpretation of this bridge or your thoughts on it okay i have multiple ideas like a what could have been was it rhymed and it's just another day oh and if our friends all pass away like it rhymes and and then they're like oh yeah it kind of fits like what we're singing or Mm. it was intentional to begin with and you know it kind of goes in with sort of the darker themes we've been pulling out like I don't know where it came from (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um because it does at first you're like okay that's like really dark all of a sudden um sort of the first time you hear the song but of course now we've pulled all the darkness out of the song before this part right (laughs) Um, so it doesn't feel as like unexpected as maybe it would have if you just were thinking of the song as kind of like the Muna I know it space like positive find -hmm. your like queer space at a concert type of vibe Mm -hmm. um but yeah it it goes to that like utopic cult-like space for me Mm -hmm. um like you could see this being in a, a cult movie where like i'm thinking of um that one with Florence Pugh what was that called May the Mayflower one oh yeah oh Midsommar. Midsommar yeah yes yeah where like I don't I didn't see the movie but I read the Wikipedia which was horrifying I don't recommend it um but spoilers <laughs> guys if you don't want to hear what happens um, but like a lot of her friends end up getting murdered uh mm-hmm. at this place um and it's like oh it's still like we're all singing and dancing and having a good time but like people are getting murdered and like oh wait that's kind of what's happening in our real world right now um Mm -hmm. so it's this kind of like dark space of like oh we're just gonna pretend nothing's wrong and even if our friends die like we'll just keep singing la 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, so like that's kind of weird and dark and scary um and but I also think it's like you know maybe you need this space like if your Mm -hmm. friends are you know dying or Mm -hmm. are in that space like it's like you can have you can have a break from that that feeling of darkness for just like a concert or a song or you know a moment where like it's gonna be okay even if you're going through really tough times right um and you can like escape that darkness for a little while and that's okay like Mm -hmm. if if you're you know going through mourning or intense you know going through really intense bad times 
like mm-hmm. it's okay to have moments of happiness mm-hmm. um and i know on the zane low podcast or uh interview um harry was talking about losing friends and specifically losing friends to suicide and yeah um how that really made him sort of grow up a bit and mm-hmm. really appreciate his friends and in different moments in his life and how important you know sort of getting to the deep stuff with friends are and supporting them and Mm -hmm. all that type of stuff so he definitely he's not coming at this from a place of not knowing what that's like right um so I think I don't know there's a lot of layers here and it's kind of hard to see what what exactly he meant by it it's interesting how twice now we've we've thought of about suicide as like an mm-hmm. element of this song and i wonder if if that actually was part of the creation of this song was yeah. thinking about suicide i and wonder because like, it could you know match up with a lot of these feelings and thoughts mm-hmm. or like yeah. lyrics <clears throat> um yeah. yeah i i kind of like um that um like looking at it that way this is like one of those times where like I really wish I could just talk to Harry and be like, what it like what where did this come from? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I feel yeah, like in, in this song we don't have a lot about what he thinks it means. Like he hasn't really I literally read everything that. he's ever said about this song. I read at the top of the episode. Like we don't really know anything yeah. about it. <laughs> and no no one's interpretations like genius or like yeah, you that know, too. songmeaning.com. Like they don't reference this line. Like I'm yeah. like, why don't no you talk about this line? Yeah. Like it's so <laughs> It's so it's such a clearly important line. Like I want to yeah. know what other people think. I know I have like a couple thoughts that are pretty similar to like what you said, but one of my mm-hmm. thoughts is that um, he's almost saying like like saying um, and if our friends all pass away could just be his example of saying even if the worst happens, like mm-hmm. even if everything falls apart and the worst happens, like you'll will still be okay. Um, yeah, like that could have been part of it. And then also, like, the it's just another day um, is kind of just, like, like um, adds, like, a little bit of, like, you know, like, monotony. Like, it's just mm. another day. And even if, like, the worst thing happens, like, you know, you're going to be okay. But I also yeah, feel take like... things day by day. Don't, like, think about... Yeah. Don't think about, like, the huge picture. Like, just do like a little chunk at a time and like if right. you can get through the day you can get through the next day yeah and then I also think about um like nihilism but in a positive way <laughs> like <laughs> like that idea that life being meaningless it could actually be a really freeing feeling like yeah. like discovering that life is meaningless um I feel like often times is tied to like you know hopelessness or like there's no meaning like you know we might as well not be here but it's like what if it's the opposite what if like there's no meaning and that's incredibly freeing because we can do whatever we want and we can like love each other and just dance and like be you know be kind like what if there is no meaning yeah Um, i feel like you said that about another song we discussed i did which one it was i did i didn't want to say it just now because i'm sounding like a broken record but there is a tiktok i watched (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where the guy was talking about this concept of of Niall, of his therapist told him that like about like what if life is meaningless and that actually is a good is a good thing i forget what song right. it was yeah. that we were referencing though when i said that yeah i don't I know. remember but like um it, it kind of reminds me of that because i remember too like 
um, like I experienced like a lot of like loss like in my early life and it made Mm -hmm. me kind of feel like really scared and like very much like held on tightly to things because I was like terrified of losing them and like specifically when my dog um, my pit bull passed away like I think it's been yeah like a little bit over two years or three years now Um, but like before he died I was like so attached to him and like terrified of the day that he was gonna die because like obviously he's a dog he's gonna die before I do Um, and I was like so terrified of it and I never wanted to be away from him and I just was like holding on so tight and like like you know I literally felt like I was gonna die when he died like what is gonna happen to me like how will I even survive and then after he died like I literally it I, I literally felt like I became a different person because once I didn't have this like being to like hold on to anymore and like this thing that I felt like I had to like protect and like it it was it was like obviously incredibly sad and like it still is and like I miss him all the time because he was like part of my soul but it was freeing in this way in this weird way wow. because it almost felt like felon is gone like my dog is gone like nothing matters like I don't like no one right. needs me right now like because he was the last yeah. thing that like I felt like I need to be alive to take care of him and it's like it right. could have gone the other way of like wow nothing matters no one needs me like I could <laughs> like I could go right. jump off a bridge but it also felt the opposite of like of like you know that that kind of like meaninglessness of like wow like I right. truly like, can the worst just do whatever happened. I want the worst has happened yeah. and I'm still here literally the worst thing I could ever yeah. think of has happened and I'm still alive yeah. And then also, like, I can do – I could literally do whatever I want. Like, I can go wherever I want. I can yeah. do whatever I want. And it's, like – I don't know. This line kind of makes me feel like that. Like, if, if our friends all pass yeah. away, it's okay. Like, yeah, like, the worst fucking thing you could ever think of could actually happen to you. And then you could still live a life. Yeah. And, like, that, that happens. Find, find happiness. Find happiness. Yeah. And that happens to people every day. Yeah. We go on living. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, those are my thoughts on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like couched by like this really intense, like upbeat ad lib, like, hey, yeah. here we go now. Here we go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And even the the passed away, contrast. it's like, if our friends all passed away, it's okay. Yeah, it's like <laughs> kumbaya it's okay. lyrics it's or something. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I love the choppiness of it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's you're taking the words it's okay and making it like a thousand times more interesting. Mm-hmm. So cool. It's totally true. Um, okay. And then we get into the last chorus, which um, mm-hmm. is the same as the other ones. Maybe we can find a place to feel good and we can treat people with kindness. Find a place to feel good. Um and is it wait is it before oh yeah before this last chorus is that musical break so there's the bridge and then after Mm. the bridge it breaks into um these like drums electric guitar tambourine um like the bass and the piano are gone and there's conga drums um congas are like Mm -hmm. a cuban like afro-cuban drum um and yeah there's like this musical break of just like drums and electric guitar and like tambourine um and then it goes into the last chorus um and then it goes into the outro do you have anything on the like musical break last chorus before we talk about the outro no i don't think so okay 
Do you want to read the lyrics of the outro? Sure. The longest portion of the song. All we ever <laughs> want. What? The longest portion of this song. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, let me let me get my cardio geared up. <laughs> all we ever want is automatic all the time. All we ever want is auto auto all the time. All we ever want is automatic all the time. All we ever want is auto auto all the time. Maybe we can all together now one more time. Find a place to feel good. Oh, yeah. And we can treat people with kindness. Just a little bit of kindness. Find a place to feel good. Ow. Nice. <laughs> Those are the lyrics I copied. I'm not looking at whatever you pasted in the it's doc. It's the same so as. I don't know if it's no, the it's same. the same as what I pasted. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, the intro or outro, sorry, um, I love so much. It's um, this has a very like Beatles feel to me, especially the like one more time. Mm. That is kind of like yes, very Beatles 100%. thing. It's like yellow submarine. Yeah. Yes. And then also, like, the they do some kind of vocal effect um, on the automatic all the time that it almost has, like, an alien quality to it. It's, like, yes, it made me think, like <laughs> oh, my God, that was actually perfect. <laughs> it, it made me think, like, robotic to sort of yeah. match the automatic, automatic. Like, processing sort mm-hmm. of technological vibe that it's speaking to. Yes, I totally agree. Um, I have some thoughts on this outro, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on this yeah. automatic all the time. I feel like the outro, it's almost like you've kind of been guessing at sort of what Harry's been saying all along. And then mm-hmm. he says something s- sort of to answer those questions. And I don't think it answers all the questions and all the meanings and all the interpretations that we've come up with. But it does answer sort of one of them where he's more directly saying what the problem is in the mm-hmm. world um, rather than just like how to escape that problem. He kind of d- addresses what's going wrong where you need a space to feel good because, yes. you know, the world is in this bad space. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I take from all we ever want is automatic all the time. All we ever want is auto auto all the time. It's very repetitive and very... Mm-hmm like nagging almost where it it makes me think of like the world is just constantly you know demanding answers demanding um productiveness you know we live in a capitalist society that demands you to work all the time and never take a break and you know yeah you know automatically have to do these and automatic to me feels very technological technological and like I don't know Mm -hmm. and I I'm actually not one to say like oh social media is a bad thing or like Mm -hmm. um technology is a bad thing I'm I kind of lean on the other side but I I feel like that is somewhat of what someone's saying is like we're always you know on Mm -hmm. our phones and like away from people and right um now I don't necessarily agree with that because like all my friends are online right (laughs) (laughs) but but, like I, I get that sort of sentiment of maybe we're not connecting in a deep way to people yeah um, and like we're kind of moving through the motions of things and we're just always on to the next thing without living in the moment Mm -hmm. and like I think a lot of this song is about trying to live in the moment and be in that space yeah like soak it all in yeah um and kind of forget about the demands of the world right um yeah and yeah the just the demanding of productivity and explanations and answers yes um, yeah. I feel that yeah. a 
Me too. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that <clears throat> I think that it's a reference to technology specifically. And I think it's also just mm-hmm. a reference to our culture in general um, of like, um, we, you know, I want it, I got it. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Like, like so much of our culture is just like, yeah, we want things to happen quickly. Like we want, you know, like mm-hmm. we don't have patience anymore. Um, right. Or maybe, if you want something, anymore, you buy it on like, Amazon and it shows up the exactly. next day. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people share this trait with me, but like for me, especially like in this pandemic year, like um, shopping has become like one of the things that brings me joy. And so like, yes. I will think of like, um, like, oh, I should get this, like buy this product, you know, and then I go online and I buy it. And I get it. And that yeah. is like where I get my like dopamine <laughs> from. And right. it's like a hundred percent. It's 100%. like not sustainable. Like that isn't a good way to make yourself happy. And it makes no. yourself happy in the moment. But it's like what would make me truly happy is community and connection. And it's right. like when I yeah. can't access that, it's like I have to find other ways to make myself happy, which is like, you know, buying things. Um, and mm-hmm. I think so. I think that's like part of it. And like I think to the um, like you know, talking about social media and, like, finding friends online, like, obviously, I also agree, like, think that that's a good thing because, like, you and me are only friends because of, like, social media and, like, the internet and stuff. But also, like, while this is an amazing thing we have, um, what would be even better is if we could actually connect directly, you know? Like, we always talk about that, like, oh, I wish we were in the same city and we could, like, be hanging out in person, like, Obviously, it would be yeah. preferable if, like, we could actually hang out with all of our internet friends and, like, you know, yes, connect in a more real way. So I don't think it's necessarily saying that, like, you know, social media or, like, our phones are bad. It's more just that it's, like, yeah. not a great substitute for, like, real connection. And I do think for a lot of people, social media is a really bad space for yes. them, like, them, like, mental health-wise. Yeah. I, I just personally don't experience that. Right. But, like, I know for like a lot of people that is such a reality yeah. that it's like a space of comparing yourself to others mm-hmm. and feeling like you're not good enough and mm-hmm. um, all those really intense pressures right. that come from social media. Yeah. But I think too, like <clears throat> the fact that we all live in this culture of like, you know, all we ever want is automatic and like the, the you know, I want it, I got it culture. It also kind mm-hmm. of lines up with the idea of kindness being something that's hard and uncomfortable like true kindness mm. um yeah of like it's not something that you can just get it's not something you can just be like I want yeah. this I'm gonna get it like it's not automatic yeah. it actually takes like real work and hard work and time yeah um and so I feel like that's probably part of the meaning too is like you know if we mm. if we want to find true kindness and you know find a way to exist peacefully like it's not automatic it's 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 yeah. not just going to happen. Like, we have to build it. Um, and right. unfortunately, <laughs> most of us want things to just be automatic. And so a lot of us don't even yeah. know how to do hard or uncomfortable work because yeah, it's just not something we practice as, our, as a culture. Yeah. It makes me think of things like sort of politically when, you know, the, the um, like, queer marriage passed or, mm-hmm. you know, you'll get sort of some law you know in in put into the put into law something that's mm-hmm. about equality or this or that and like well that's great that's kind of it's not 
necessarily digging at the roots of the problem and you know gay marriage passing sort of ignores like the most intense and vulnerable problems in people that we have yeah you know it doesn't really solve the problems right and um yeah like we just oh automatic okay perfect this passed great it must be done or like you know this civil rights act passed great like racism must be over or even like i don't want to think about that anymore or even the presidential election like it's like i mean a lot of people i feel like have that mindset of like okay like we've got a democrat in office like great it's done like trump is gone everything's fine now like but it's not automatic like we don't get Biden in office and then everything's fine like actually a lot of things are really bad (laughs) and he's actually like yeah already done some pretty funky stuff so it's like (laughs) 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 but it's like and it's it's understandable why people feel that way because it's fucking exhausting like it's so exhausting and it can be disheartening and like you get fatigue and it's like yeah, of course you want to be like, okay, fine. Like this thing is finally, this thing is done. Like we can stop like stressing about it. Right. But it's like, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not how it works. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like this could have a lot of meanings, you know, mm-hmm. the automatic all the time. And especially because we know Harry is someone who is very, um, he's not, you know, he's not on social media all the time. Like he's not right. posting stuff. You know, he's he is very much of that um like type of people who are not you know wanting to be on social media all the time so it makes sense that he yeah have, yeah those thoughts too yeah um, um i also like the punchy way he says find a place to feel good and i think that happens throughout yeah. the song but to it's just like yeah like it's very i love that choppiness yeah, and it's also like the <clears throat> um the dynamics of like the difference of like um how maybe we can is sung kind of slowly like mm. um, maybe we can find a place to feel good. <laughs> that's, that's, that's. <laughs> yeah. Like all the other words are like drawn out really long and then yes. to feel good is really punchy. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I love the electric guitar. I mean, throughout this whole song, but especially like in this outro, it's like, wah, wah, wah. Mm. it's just kind of like all over the place. And I really, <laughs> it makes my brain happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this song. It, 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 despite like all this sort of darkness we've uncovered going through mm-hmm. it, like it's such a happy feeling song. Like, it really is. Like I just want to dance and sing and like yeah. be in this euphoria. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it, it is, I feel like the overarching feeling of this song is kind of that idea that like, that like, yeah, there is darkness and sadness in the world and there's also happiness and both of those things can mm-hmm. exist and yeah. we don't have to know all the answers and we don't have to like, you know, solve everything now. Um, right. To like feel good, you know? Right. Yeah. I feel like that. Even though, yeah, there's definitely, like, ways to interpret it that are more, like, dark. I feel like mm-hmm. the overall intention of the song very much feels like it's supposed to be yeah. looking at the positives. 
Yeah. Not even and looking it's dark at the positives. Because, like the world but... has darkness in it, you know. Yeah, exactly. What? Accepting Oh, it just said not even like looking at the positives, but just accepting the juxtaposition of like Yeah. What life is. Yeah. And the hope that that even though like life is, you know, a sad, about sadness and happiness, like there is like we could find a place where yeah. there could be more happiness, you know, like we there's yeah. there's a possibility of us like finding a place right to feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, what a complex song that Yeah, this was one of my favorites we've ever done. Me too. Like, it was really damn. fun. I love when we do song discussions and we like uncover things while we talk. Yeah. It's so much fun that Same. way. Same. Like I did not I, I literally, like, the hour before we started recording, that's when I did my, like, song, like, go through and make mm-hmm. my notes. And then, like, yeah came out with so much more. I know. Well, I barely had any notes. I have, like, one, like, little page here where I wrote some, like, musical stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, some of it, so much of it was just um, our discussion. So. Love it. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear what listeners think of this song and like our discussion if you guys have like interpretations or like ideas about the song as a whole or like even just specific lyrics that like we didn't talk about I feel like there's probably so Mm. much so many interpretations that like we didn't even mention because oh like we've just discovered this song is like actually like so vast and yeah um, encompassing so so yeah we'd love to hear your guys's thoughts definitely right in um Okay, any wrap-up thoughts about treat people with kindness? Um, I'm ready to hear it in concert. That's Ugh, what I'm sure. Me too. <laughs> Cannot wait. Yeah, this is going to be... I feel like this could potentially be, like, the funnest song to hear live of Harry's because yeah. Yeah. it's just going to be dancing, we'll be, we'll be living out. We'll be living out the lyrics of the song, like, the meaning of the song mm-hmm. as it's happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally. Um, okay. So um, for our Black Lives Matter segment today, which is a segment where we um, kind of go back and forth between like bringing up issues that um, people should be aware of, like actions we can take, and also just like highlighting like black creators and people we're listening to or watching. Um, and today I want to talk about um, a podcast um, by Nicole Byer called why won't you date me (laughs) um (laughs) and nicole Byer is really cool she's like a big creator she does like a podcast she has a book she's like she's one of those people that's kind of like all over the place um Mm -hmm. but she um she has this podcast called why won't you date me and it's been around for a really long time and i used to listen to it like years ago um and then when i got my like new phone um like i had to re-download all my podcasts and i like started with only a couple and I like hadn't re-downloaded this one and then um Mm -hmm. over the summer I was listening to Jamila Jamila's podcast um called I Way and she had an episode with Nicole Byer it was um June 19th 2020 I would definitely recommend going and listening to that episode because it's so good um and Nicole Byer talks a lot about like fat phobia and just like her um like existence as like a fat black woman and like dating and like she talks about, like her mom and like it's just it's very very good but i listened to that and i was like oh my god i haven't been listening to <laughs> nicole byer's podcast um so i like re-downloaded it and have been listening to it since then um and she has like a new um 
like a new guest on each episode um she's had like a lot of really interesting and like big names on the podcast um i think she just had ria butcher on um anyways it's just a really enjoyable podcast where um it's like really fun and light but also like they talk about real like issues um Mm-hmm. which is kind of my favorite kind of podcast um like yeah. podcasts that are too serious I can get like overwhelmed with or just bored of um but I also don't like listening yeah. to podcasts that are like just silly and light and like don't ever talk about right. real things <laughs> right um and she also has a book that I just started listening to on audible called hashtag very fat hashtag very brave <laughs> um I haven't finished <laughs> it but it's been really good so far um so yeah I would definitely recommend um, Nicole Byer listening to her podcast, which is called Why Won't You Date Me? Um, and just like all of her, all the stuff she does. She's very, she's out there doing doing it all. Mm-hmm. Um, for general recommendations, what do you have for us this week, Caitlin? Or do you um, have a recommendation? Well, I liked all that <laughs> Nicole Byer stuff. I've yes. seen her on like... Um, I've seen her in Brooklyn Nine-Nine yes. and The Good Place, and she, like, is the host of that cooking show where everyone yep. is bad at baking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would love to, like, listen to her podcast. That seems so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, my recommendation, I have a couple of music documentaries I have been watching, um, and they were all really good. Mm-hmm. Um, on Netflix, the Dolly Parton um documentary called here i am was great Mm. um there's also a nina simone one called what happened miss simone on um, netflix as well and then um through apple music um billy eilish put out a documentary which was so incredible um so i recommend all of those if you are more curious about you know just different people's lives and especially like going back and learning about sort of the artists who um, set the stage for today I think is really interesting and you they really connect like you know the work that Nina Simone did and Dolly Parton did there's so many songs that they wrote that you don't mm-hmm. realize they wrote or they sang first mm-hmm. or whatever it is um, and it's just really cool to learn about um, sort of their journeys yeah awesome <clears throat> yeah I have like a long list of like um, documentary like um memoir biography style documentaries that I want to watch um but all my brain can absorb right now is Riverdale (laughs) (laughs) I feel you I'll like see like a preview and I'm like oh you go um when I like I've been really it's been so challenging to study for something that's so boring Uh which is med school for me um and I find it really helpful to like watch a documentary on like while I'm making like flashcards or something because if it's a show that I'm really intrigued by I just won't study at all right but I feel like musical documentaries like you can look away from the screen like you don't need it's not like a plot that you need to like figure things out it's like more easy to follow right. so I've been enjoying double tasking yeah with that. but I also know that I would never just sit down probably if I was on my time off and be like right. let me like think about something intellectual right now yeah like, I could not do that <laughs> right yeah my like pandemic brain just can't yeah like I'll see like a preview or something for something and I'm like oh my god that looks so cool and like so interesting yeah and then I like sit down to watch something and I'm like mm, maybe a rerun of new, new girl <laughs> right yeah exactly new girl just again give me some like 
just give me some like brain candy you know like i cannot take in anymore a (laughs) hundred percent um for my recommendation okay this is actually kind of hilarious because i did not plan this to be oh my god in correlation with the song (laughs) at all like especially us talking about the outro of the song i literally had no notes on the outro but I wanted to put this recommendation in just totally unrelated. And it is taking a break from your phone. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this is something that I started to do because I was noticing that I was just becoming really addicted to my phone. Like I was just like picking it up constantly and like, you know, constantly looking at like my phone and like just checking all of my like social media and checking my email and like texts and like just like being very like Mm -hmm. addicted to it and and feeling very like out of my body like and just kind of out of my brain like I just was kind of feeling like I'm not even in my own brain right now (laughs) like yeah and um when I'm able to like be really away from my phone meaning like my phone is off I literally feel like in a different reality like I'll turn my phone off and put it away and then I will be like oh like oh look here's the ground that I'm standing on like oh here's this wall (laughs) here like I'm in this physical reality and I think, yeah. I think that is part of it is the pandemic and just like, yeah, it's obviously been the extreme of that <laughs> this last year. But yeah. even before the pandemic, I think for people like me who get so addicted to like phone land, um, it really feels like you're in a different reality and like it just feels so grounding and good to take a break from your phone. Mm. And before I would never have been able to do it because I'm someone who feels a lot of anxiety when I'm not reachable. Or when I can't reach someone. Mm. So, like, the idea of, like, turning my phone off at night, I could never do that. Because I'm like, what if someone needs to call yeah. me? Like, what if my mom's dying and she right. needs to call me? Like, that's where my brain goes. <laughs> um, yeah. Or what if an emergency happens and I have to call 911? Like, I just, I'm too anxious to do it. Um, yeah. And my job requires me to be reachable. I have dogs at my house that I'm taking care of. Like, what if I'm gone and something happens and, like, my roommate needs to call me? Like, I just mm-hmm. cannot do it. So, what I did was I actually bought a second phone. Which is kind of funny because it seems counterintuitive if you're trying to get away from your phone to get more phones. (laughs) But it's not. And I feel like a genius because this plan, I can't even tell you like how amazing it's been. So I bought the cheapest phone I could find at the Verizon store. It has nothing on it. Nothing. It has texts. So people can text me. People can call me. I've Mm -hmm. given the number to like the people who might need to contact me in an emergency. Like my roommate, my mom, my brother, like... Um, yeah. You know, clients don't have this number. Oh, I got it. That's what that I got that. I wasn't sure at first what um what that if that was like a like a fake thing. Like I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I'll just add this. But I'm like, when I texted this, you, you mean is this fake? Yeah. Why did you think it was fake? I guess that's why I never responded because I was like, you know, this seems like something like a weird message someone might send. And, like you click it and it's like some it takes you to some like porn site or something. That's so funny. No, I gave you my backup number in case you ever need to reach me. I did give it to a couple of okay, friends go. too. Um, yeah. But um, but anyways, I can turn my regular phone off, which has my email, my social media, like all of my texts. I can turn mm. that off. And I can still have a phone that people can reach me on. I can still call people if I need to. Yeah. And I have, like, my Headspace app on the other phone so I can, like, listen to my meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has just been a game changer. So, like, I've been turning my That's phone so off, good. like, in the evening. And then I have the backup phone on overnight. So when I wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. 
I don't just grab my phone and go into phone land. Like I wake up in the morning and I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, there's nothing here. Nothing's happening. I guess I'll go on with my morning then. Get up. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas with my normal phone. I'll often have to do that when I know I have to like wake up and get started with my day. I'm like, don't pick up your phone because as soon as you do, you'll be there for 15 minutes. Right. Like, or longer. I mean, yeah. 15 minutes is when I'm really pressed to get to class. Right. But, like, as soon as you touch your phone, you can't get off of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I would highly recommend finding ways to take breaks from your phone, either, like, a couple hours a day or, like, one day a week or something like that. Um, just for mental health. It's been amazing. And if you're someone like me who has a lot of anxiety, get a second phone. You can get, like, a burner phone that you pay, like, minutes you know certain minutes every month like there's ways to do it really cheaply um yeah and yeah I just I feel like I've discovered a, a I don't know something very very genius cool I'm so happy for you <laughs> thanks um we would love to hear your thoughts about the show and your opinions on anything we discussed today um that was such a weird transition that I just did <laughs> I just started reading our outro <laughs> Um, <laughs> please feel free to send us news stories or anything One Direction related you would like to hear us talk about on future episodes. Thank you for listening to episode 245 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Um, email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram <clears throat> at talkdirection. Or follow us individually. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And recently, I made my profile private, um, and so if you are a listener and you want to follow me, um, if your profile is obviously One Direction related, I'm just going to add you, but if it's not, you can send me a message and just say, hey, I'm a listener and I want to add you, and then I will, but I had to make it private for some reasons. And Caitlin, where um, can yeah, I find you? That goes for the same with me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that like that is so true with mine too because both my Instagram and Twitter are private mm. um, and I'll go on and like check through my follow requests but sometimes I can't tell right. if they're like I'll usually like if I can search to see if they follow Harry or like something right. like that <laughs> um, um, but often I can't tell and like if I'm like if I think you're a listener I'll let you in but yeah <laughs> If not, like, you get dumped. So yeah. definitely message me. Um, but yeah, you can you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin I.R. Foster. And Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Awesome. Yeah, I really love having listeners follow me and, like, following listeners and stuff. But, yeah, if I don't know that you're a listener mm-hmm. and I think you might be some rando, then I might not add you. Yeah. But it's never intentional, so yeah. just message me. <laughs> or, God forbid, someone from my actual life trying to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash talkdirection, where we do Talk Direction Download. And um, today on Talk Direction Download, we're going to talk about the Treat People with Kindness music video, which now I'm like so intrigued about what we're going to talk about based on the, the discussion we just had about it. Um, and we're also going to talk about some Harry related news coming up. Um, or not coming up that has already happened (laughs) and um, yeah that is it Um, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes Um, leave us a review if you'd like to help more people discover the show you can also listen on SoundCloud I'm Lucia 
Oh, I'm Caitlin. <laughs> Thank you for listening. For paying attention. <laughs> we'll see you next time for episode 246. Bye. Bye.